Hello, Warren Kemp here again, and welcome to another session of Recruitment Matters Radio. This time we'll be listening to bands and artists beginning with the letter H. Last time I said we'd talk about measurement tools. And one of those is how often you get through on the phone to your target versus how many times you actually call. And as that's such an important part of what a recruiter does, this session is all about getting past the gatekeeper. Recruitment Matters Radio is recorded and mixed and engineered by Andy Thompson at Gighouse Studio Leamington Spa. As always, the music will be an eclectic mix. And we'll dive in with a first song from a band from yesteryear called Half Man, Half Biscuit.
That was Trumpton Riots by a post-punk 80s band still occasionally touring Half Man Half Biscuit. One of the late John Peel's personal favourite bands. I remember listening to the John Peel show late at night from the ages of probably around 10 to 11 and I should have been sleeping but having my transistor radio under my blanket so my mum wouldn't hear if she passed by my bedroom. Just in the same way that radio through DAB is making a bit of a comeback and by the way, do listen to BBC Radio 6 for eclectic sounds. And just as radio is coming back around, so too is the telephone. The results from LinkedIn are on the wane. Twitter's a difficult medium to manage. Emails are being deleted on a whim. But one method that still rings true, pun intended, is the phone. Of course, when Alexander Graham Bell made his first call to his friend Mr Watson and said, Mr. Watson, come here, I want to see you. And Watson answered. Things were easier then. No gatekeeper. Fast forward from the year 1876 and things have changed. And as a quick bit of trivia for you, the telephone was invented three years after the first recruitment company was formed. John Gabitas of Gabitas Education could not have foreseen the problems we now have almost 150 years later getting through to our target. Looking at the telephone and the issues we face, there's now even more than one type of gatekeeper. Imagine for a moment, if you will, a commercial building or office, one that's large enough in size and headcount to merit a standalone front-of-house area, one that houses the reception desk and perhaps the lifts to the other floors. On the floor or level above, the bulk of its employees sit in a variety of open-plan offices, each with their own teams of support staff and junior and mid-level workers and colleagues. On the top level of this building sit the senior management and board of directors, many of whom will have their own personal assistant or secretary. And so in reality, there are three levels of gatekeepers. Level one is the receptionist. This person is key to your success, and they have an important job to do as an ambassador for that company the first point of contact, and their role includes meeting and greeting people over the phone and face-to-face, giving visitors or callers a professional image of the company, answering basic questions, and of course imparting information that they're able to give out, and facilitating putting one person through to another via the phone. Put yourself in his or her shoes. They may deal with dozens, possibly hundreds of calls a day depending on the size of the company. It's a pressured job. It isn't made easier by people demanding to be put through. So keep things with them on a friendly but completely professional term. They want basic information and, if needed, a valid reason to allow them to pass you through. No one likes a bully. No one likes arrogant authority. And no one likes rudeness. Consider the position from their perspective and work out what you could say that would allow them to put you through to your target. But don't make up stories or tell untruths when trying to get put through, as a high proportion of the time, it will come back and bite you on the bum. What else can we take into account? Well, the chances are your level one gatekeeper, the receptionist, well, they won't know if your target contact is in the building. And even if they do, they're very unlikely to know what that person's doing at any one moment in time. So asking if that person is available is all but guaranteeing you get asked for more information. So if we can, let's not ask that at first. 
It's also important with receptionists for us to try and understand whether there may be another level of gatekeeper waiting for us if they were to forward our connection. If there is another gatekeeper, then our receptionist will need some very basic information so that he or she can make an informed decision as to whether we should get put through. And lastly, receptionists bear the brunt of a lot of people's frustration and even anger throughout the course of the day. Being polite and friendly, without being over sickly or false, will win you far more friends and influence more positive outcomes than a short, sharp instruction to be put through. The second level of gatekeeper. Now that's someone the receptionist passes you on to who probably sits alongside or near your target. And that could be the team secretary, administrator or your target's colleagues. Now these guys are a bit closer, and not just physically, to your target, and as a general rule, may need more information than the receptionist. After all, the receptionist may have passed you through to an admin assistant because it gets you off their phone. And that person may well be better qualified to decide whether it's in their boss or colleague's best interest to speak with you. So again, being friendly and professional will work best, but also be prepared to go into some more detail. Take into account too that this level of gatekeeper will be aware if your contact is in the office, probably aware if they're available or not, and crucially, likely to speak with your contact prior to connecting you. They'll most likely want to let their colleague know who you are and why you're calling so your target can decide whether to take your call or not. OK, and on to the third level of gatekeeper, the PA or personal secretary. This person needs to be handled differently. After all, they probably manage your target contact's diary and their job will be to field non-important calls and only put people through when all the appropriate information is to hand. So let's cut to the chase for these people. Just tell them what you want, giving as much information as is needed. If you end up having a good professional relationship with their line manager, who is likely to be a decision maker after all, then you'll have to speak to the PA time and time again in the future. So get off on the best possible footing and talk to them as if they're almost the decision maker themselves. Let's listen to another song. And when we come back, we'll investigate the three most popular questions that you might get asked. Here's a band with a song a lot of recruiters can relate to, I'm sure.
rising That was Hard Fi with a track many recruiters will relate to, Living for the Weekend. Recruitment is becoming more and more, of course, a 24-7 role. Someone keeping my website and CRM system working 24-7 is our sole sponsors of Recruitment Matters Radio, ebossrecruitment.com. Clever cloud-based software for permanent recruiters and headhunters across the globe. Check them out. So... Back on track. Whatever happens and however you approach things and whichever gatekeeper picks up your call, at some stage you'll be asked three pretty standard questions. So let's work on those right now and once you get good at how to structure your response, then both your success and your confidence should increase hand in hand. The three standard questions you'll get time and time again are, as we all know, Who are you, where are you calling from, and what's the call about? Clearly, the first one, who are you, that should be straightforward. Simply state your first name and your second or surname, sound professional yet approachable, and make sure your pace is appropriate to the situation. The second one, where are you calling from, can be a bit trickier. Now, I won't be lying to anyone yet I might not want to highlight just yet that I'm a recruiter. They may have a PSL or a no outside agencies policy, and then you lose your chance to get your 30 seconds of airtime. So if your organisation's name is well known, or has the word recruitment or something like that in it, you'd best not go there. So consider using a TLA, a three-letter acronym. As an example, if your company was called Finance Recruitment Solutions, which is a bit of a giveaway, you could use the three-letter acronym of FRS, and so on. Recruitment Matters International, RMI. So perhaps play around with your name to be able to use a TLA to diffuse the gatekeeper's potential concern. So you might use, say, Marlebone Consultancy for starters, and then put the word THE in front of it, and we have the Marlebone Consultancy, and you can change that to TMC. It's not lying, it's not saying something you're not, and if in the unlikely event the gatekeeper wants to know what it stands for, then you can say without any hesitation, the Marlebone Consultancy. You may have heard of us. Believe me, when using a TLA, it's seldom an issue. After all, most people don't know or care what IBM stands for. International Business Machines 
by the way. The last of our three standard questions is what's the call regarding? Now this is actually quite straightforward to deal with as long as with level 1 and level 2 gatekeepers as a general rule you don't say the word recruitment. The easiest and most straightforward answer is to say whatever your target contact does as a job. If it's a finance manager, it's a finance matter. If it's a sales manager, a sales related matter and so on. If you're phoning through to HR about recruitment, by the way, don't say it's a recruitment issue, say it's a personnel matter or an HR matter. Please, don't think this one tactic will work on its own though. You have to take charge, and as we've mentioned before, the person who's asking the questions is in charge, the person who's answering them is on the back foot. So it's time to turn the tables on our gatekeeper. So when asked what's the call regarding, state the nature of the call, such as it's a finance matter, and then ask them a question. The question I might use here is, he does still deal with that, doesn't he? Or he is still your head of finance, isn't he? One of the reasons those work well is that your question implies that you have had contact with them previously. So can we improve upon this in any way and increase our chances of success? Yes, we can. Why not take a few minutes to think about what you would do to build on that solid base while we listen to a fast and furious Swedish band, ABBA. Nah, only kidding. This is The Hives. was called a thousand answers. How many did you come up with to the exercise I left you with about improving our chances of success with gatekeepers? Well, 
maybe it's worth thinking about the fact that the person who's asking the questions is in charge. Historically, a gatekeeper has been the person to ask the questions and then get a head of steam up along the way, making it more comfortable for them if they were to turn us away. So let's minimise the questions they want to or can ask by giving them the answers up front, finish with a question of our own and close the conversation down. I'll say that again. Minimise the questions they want to ask by giving them all the answers up front, finish with a question of our own and then close the conversation down. That sounds like a plan, so let's explore how that might work in action. If asked the first question, who am I? I might then say, I'm sorry, I didn't say. It's Warren, Warren Kemp. I'm phoning from TKC. It's with regards to a purchase ledger related matter. Hazel is still your purchase ledger controller, isn't she? Yes. And then we can maintain control with, that's great, thanks. The words thanks or thank you works for two reasons. Firstly, it's just simply good manners and people like people who are polite and respectful. And secondly, it means that you're going to be moving on. It says we're finished when you thank them in advance of doing it. Can we improve upon this even further? Well, let's try and even ask them to put us through at this stage or thank them personally in advance. And a tactic here is to make use of the gatekeeper's name. Let's play that through. If asked what your name is, we say, I'm sorry, didn't I say? It's Warren, Warren Kemp. I'm phoning from TKC. It's to do with a sales matter. John is still your sales manager, isn't he? Yes. That's great. As I said, my name's Warren. What's yours? Julie. You've been really helpful. Could you put me through, Julie? Thanks. Of course, nothing works 100%, but we've certainly increased our chances of getting put through so far. Using the right tonality and pace, they'll ensure that success comes far more often than not. Tonality and pace are crucial to any story or reason or message you deliver. One artist who knows that better than most is Craig Finn, lead singer of my favourite non-British live band, The Hold Steady. His delivery makes him one of the best raconteurs in the business. And a message for us all when hitting the phones... Stay positive. And it's a pretty good feeling Yeah, it feels pretty good I get a lot of double takes when I'm coming around the corners And it's mostly pretty nice Yeah, it's mostly pretty alright Cause most kids give me credit For being down with it When it was back in the day Back when things were way different When the youth of today In the early seven seconds Taught me some of life's most valuable lessons Time 
when the scene will seem less sunny It'll probably get druggy and the kids will seem too skinny There's gonna come a time when she's gonna have to go With whoever's gonna get her the highest There's gonna come a time when the true scene leaders Will forget where they differ and get big picture Cause the kids at the shows, they'll have kids of their own The sing-along songs will be our scriptures Listen, do check out the Hold Steady, and if you get the chance to see them live, give me a shout. I might just join you. In the meantime, I'm going to roll this session on Gatekeepers onto our next time together on Recruitment Matters Radio and deal with the right question for the right level of Gatekeeper. If you want more on this now and can't wait, after all, this is an occasional series of podcasts and shows via either iTunes or RecruitmentMattersRadio.com, then email my training company via info at recruitmentmatters.com and quote session 9 RMR that's session 9 RMR and we'll send you a free download link to an MP3 on getting past gatekeepers and I'm going to play us out with another song from the Hold Steady next time using the letter I it'll be a tribute to a real genius Ian Jury I could play Iggy Pop Ian Brown Icicles or even Ivan Cutler but Mr Jury was a legend a guy I saw a dozen times. Some of the songs may surprise you. In the meantime, I'm signing out with a hold steady and a song with a message that hopefully I'm backing up at the age of 53. Most people are DJs. If you want to get a little bit lighter
Half drunk into their set list now They got some new guy that looks just like Bill Lennon Who was stumbling but I think was still in it It's a big world girl and I can't understand it With tiny white specks and a bright blue planet
Still here? Okay, a bonus track for you by someone called Haley Hutchinson. This is her debut EP back from 2005. Very reminiscent of an artist I'll probably play in a couple of sessions' time, Joni Mitchell. This is Haley Hutchinson with Minor Key. I'll catch you next time on Recruitment Matters Radio. And if you like the tips and topics, by the way, do check out our open and in-house training course options via recruitmentmatters.com. And if you've listened this far, you deserve a bonus on not just more music. If you quote RMR Haley Hutchinson, you'll get 10% off your next open course. Bye for now.